How did you how did you get into this anyways? Like when did this start? Ooh. Long, long story. Uh I was actually coming from Afghanistan. I came from Afghanistan, I was a contractor. I came back in pursuit of music, entertainment, acting, all that. So when they had films and stuff down here, I was an extra. I was always doing something. Okay. Uh, hitting the clubs up at the time, <laughs> trying to push my music and painting, painting also. So I was at the Rebel Festival. I was an artist out there. And in all of it, it seemed like I was just very unsuccessful. And I ended up meeting this young lady um, one night at a at a, an event, I'll leave it at that, at an, at an event. And uh, at this event, she uh, was getting harassed by this other guy. And I felt this pull to uh, you know, tell this guy to leave her alone. So right. what I did is I said, hey man, that's my sister. You can dance with her, but you know, don't dance with her like that. He kept you know, trying to grab her, you know? And he ended up backing off and Later, I came back and approached her and just talked a little bit and ended up, you know, getting her number. And now that woman's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, you know, wasn't my the stereotypical, you know, woman I would normally date. And I see, I see what like God had did in my life and brought her into my life. But the reason that this is important is because it shapes the story. I ended up feeling inadequate because she was a nurse. She had a great job, and here I am just playing around trying to pursue some dreams that just weren't happening and i hit this uh, low place where i was like i gotta do something i have to do something i need a career so i'm going through the phone book and i saw generator repair and the yellow pages when they used to have the yellow pages and, uh, <laughs> uh, generator repair on one page and the other page was massage therapy and then i called the generator repair and they didn't answer the phone, called the massage therapy. They answered the phone, but wouldn't answer any questions. They're like, you got to come in. You got to come in. I'm like, what am I coming in for? So I decided to come in, and I was, it was a lock. It was a lock. So that's, that's what got me there. But I feel like I had like these, I would almost call them like a God wink at times where people would tell me, hey, man, you're, you're too strong. Your hands are too soft to be a mechanic. Stuff like that, <laughs> you know. I was uh before I went to Afghanistan, I was working as a, a Humvee mechanic, and I ended up getting this crazy scar from, from it right here, yeah. and uh, just working underneath a Humvee, and, and I would have people you know, say stuff like that to me all the time, and, and I was probably the worst mechanic the world's ever seen. I'd break <laughs> stuff, people blame it on me, and they had this big layoff. I remember this. It was crazy. It was at least 1,000 people that got laid off, and I was the, I made the cut. Like, the worst person made the cut, and I remember... One of my, I guess he was like a crew chief. He came through, and me and him had, you know, some issues back in the day. And he was like, "You're still here?" I was like, "Man, I can't believe it either, man." So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you went to, um, you were deployed. I was actually a contractor. Okay, contractor. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. What'd you do? So, um, what'd you do over there? I started off as a food service worker. Gotcha. I ended up getting promoted to become a cook, and then uh, switched jobs to become a generator uh, mechanic. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So you just decided just to. Take a like civilian job and just go overseas. <laughs> it, it was well, it was interesting because the Humvee side. I was I was in the states working on Humvees. Okay. And uh, one of my I thought this guy was my friend at the time. He ended up uh, finding out about a job job fair. So he finds out about this job fair. I go and and I'm like, okay, well let's let's see it. At the time I was married and uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get deep into this story, but <laughs> my ex wife wanted me to leave the whole time. So I think she was just. 
She probably had a policy on me or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she had a policy on me, but something was going on, man. She wanted me to leave the whole time, so I ended up in Afghanistan, and gotcha. it was it was different, man. It was a different uh, experience, and I grew up, I matured, and yeah, and I got to really see myself. Yeah, you know, it was a a very a very trying and strange time in my life. Got you. Yeah. Well, so you came back. So how long, when did you start? What year did you start like doing therapy? I started in, pretty sure it was like 07. I think okay. I started school in 07. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when I started school, you know, everything, things were different then. We had a school out here called Blue Cliff and a couple of other massage schools. I think we had probably a total of three. And uh, it was, it was definitely you know, a good time for therapy. You know, people would come through off the street and stuff and want a like $25 massage for an hour. I'm like, where would you, <laughs> where else in the world can you do that but a massage school? So, so that was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Well, you, um, so you started out doing that. Did you see yourself getting into the more of the sports performance? Because I know that's your wheelhouse now. It's not, you're not just doing like a, you know, regular, you know therapeutic massage or, or like a just a regular you know off the street kind of thing you're more focused on the sports therapy how did that happen okay so interesting I'm, I'm in school we're in our clinicals and this lady comes through and she's she says she is an olympic athlete mm -hmm. so and in my brain it was like oh yeah i would love to work with olympians so i can say this was the worst situation ever so we're when we're done with the session she comes to me and she says this is the worst massage i've ever had Oof. i mean like <laughs> and i thought i was the guy in school i thought i was the guy and it just it man it just my ego was down i mean my confidence was down and i remember it was the first time i remember thinking i need to come up with techniques specifically for people instead of what they've given us in school it's not that it wasn't good but it wasn't specific mm -hmm. you know so uh i i figured i would never see her again because she said she'd never work with me again and i came up with a uh, technique for her specifically and uh, the other therapist that she was going to at school at my school ended up i guess he got sick that day so she was stuck with me and she let me know she didn't want me as a therapist <laughs> and uh when we were finished you know i remember walking out and she said, you're like an Olympic quality therapist. You know, I went from garbage to <laughs> to amazing, you know. So that was that was the, I feel like the seed that was planted in me that I could be at that caliber. Yeah. And what, it, what did it take? It was definitely learning that person and learning their imbalances. And I think that's something that we weren't really taught very well uh, to really dive into someone's imbalance. But even even there, the my bills were getting paid when I was working at a spa. You know, I didn't really get the opportunity to work with that many pro athletes, or you know, at the time. So you know, someone would come through, and maybe they're athletic, and I get to you know work with them. But it was it was far few in between. You know, so it took time. It took yeah. time to to develop that. Yeah. And so what did what did what type of like strategic plan did you create for her versus what you were doing prior like what did you what what did you kind of you know figure out to say okay well I need to fill the gaps here yeah so with her I noticed I was just working her her mid back and like doing our traditional deep tissue that we were taught in school so I started traps rhomboids like in the middle of the shoulder blades and I would slowly come down and 
that just it just felt choppy, mm-hmm. you know. So the next session, I focused. I actually shifted my hands. So I put my hands together, and I was just coming around her QL, and she had a extremely small waist. So I was just rocking back and forth with her QL, you know, and and getting that move that tissue to move a little bit more, and that was it. That was really the tweak that that I could find for her. And after that, it was just like I feel like. I wasn't searching as as hard for the big wows versus let's just be precise. Got you. And and I actually just worked with the uh, uh, W uh, NBA player, and she said to me, she was like, she said, you didn't try to do too much. Mm-hmm. You just were really specific on the the areas at hand that I needed work. Versus in the past, I would have tried to do just everything i try to overload a client and wow them so they're so amazed but that's going to take away time for them like to recover time for them to work out so they may want to work out tomorrow and i I, traditionally i'd say hey take a day off yeah but they wouldn't so you know that was another issue with me so and you so you got you got into doing that and so at what point did you get out of you from there you go into you're in the spa world working on Mm -hmm. you know just whoever walks in Mm -hmm. at what point did you kind of take the leap of faith to go out and say, okay, I'm just going to pursue this just for, you know, mostly athletes or other, you know, or just, you know, basically pinpointing issues for people and working on those. I would say I kind of treaded water um, with that. I, I stepped out a little bit. So I was working at uh, Bel Air Fitness for about a year. I would go back and forth. I go to the spa and gotcha. go to Bel Air. And I wasn't confident enough to say, I'm just going to leave the spa alone. So I kind of went back and forth for a while. And they started cutting our hours at the spa. You know, we went from seven days a week to maybe three. And I was like, this is impossible. I can't, I can't live off of that. So, so from there, I was knowing that I needed to shift. I needed to pick up some more time. I needed to uh, market, you know. And it was, it was a challenge marketing because... You know, I really never pursued that. I didn't mm. know how to market my brand. I didn't. I didn't really understand the brand within itself. And what is it? What does it look like? Uh, and I've been. I've been in other people's brands, but I didn't know it took thousands and years to slowly build the rapport and the trust with people to develop your own brand. So, yeah. And so from there, you just kind of slowly grew into what you have now. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I I think the biggest growth was. I ended up working in a, a box gym. So I would, I, I, I learned that it's almost like fishing. If you're in one pond and it's not biting, you need to move around. Right. So I was in a pond and they were kind, everyone was kind there, but I wasn't getting a clientele that I needed. So I started just going up different places and just seeing, you know, hey, is, is this, is this going to be feasible? Is this going to work? And people are gonna uh, you know pay attention to what I'm doing. And the more I, I moved around, the more I feel like there it was created, a little buzz was created. But I truly saw the shift where I ended up branding myself Shreveport Bozier Sports Massage. Mm-hmm. When, when I did that, that's where I started getting a, a good amount of people coming through because in the internet, you have to put in Shreveport or Bozier. Right. So I, I remember I had a client and he was uh, military and he was like, saying to me that I was super smart. And I was like, Why, why'd you say that? And he said, well, because you brand yourself Shreveport Bozier. Yeah. And I'm going to have to type that in, and you're going to be the first one that comes up. 
And that was a big shift. And the next big shift was working at a box gym, my first box gym, and working with CrossFitters. And that's where I, I feel like there was a bigger shift in in my therapy because I, I couldn't deny the repetition that CrossFit produced with the muscles and the imbalances. It was definitely every day I could see uh, a consistent tr- uh, thread of injuries that yeah. were really consistent for CrossFit. And it was, you know, getting getting the lats back, uh, shoulders back, getting, getting deeper in your squat was important, um, range of motion, just in in your wrist all this all that movement was really important to them and to me it was the, the simplest thing to do and i feel like the therapy for crossfit was not challenging it just was like okay you just handed me money yeah. to be honest with you that's how i felt <laughs> and uh but then i i saw the need to teach more on the imbalances how to get stability and in control versus just give someone therapy and let them go i feel as if uh that was another shift in my therapy because I would see clients go to physical therapy and come back and get a lot of results from me. And then we're, we're, we're kind of trading off, you know, someone, they trust me for so much and then they have to go back to the physical therapist and I'd get frustrated because I just lost a client that I feel like I could have helped if I just knew a couple tweaks. So I started studying up a little bit more on stability, stabilizing muscles and then even activating muscles and then the biggest shift happened for me with bodybuilders. So when I started working with bodybuilders, you know, their pursuit was not necessarily altogether my, my muscle connection, but separating the muscle fiber, the muscles, and getting those results. And that's where I, I started. I didn't actually put it down like this is this is what this brand represents, but performance became definitely a big part of my brand. And um, whatever someone needed, if they needed to get faster, they needed to get more muscle separation. So, you know, on stage, they look better. Their muscles pop. I could pretty much do it all, you know. So um, now I get people coming from pain management to high performance, you know, therapy. So I get a it's just so many different types of clientele. Even even the youth are coming through because now parents are seeing, I believe, that they need to invest in their kids now versus we're just pushing them to make it to the NFL, the NBA, yeah. and they're already injured. They were injured at 10. Yeah. If you would have looked at them, if you could have just looked at their imbalance, they're limping. They've been limping for 10 years, you know, so it's nothing new. Uh, so now I'm seeing parents definitely investing in their kids uh, and wanting to learn, you know, why why are kids having these injuries? Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, you, well, it's funny you say that because we talked about it. So you you um, worked on me yesterday, um, and as soon as I walked in, you were like, "Hey, <laughs> something's up with your feet, right?" <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm flat footed, and then two, they you know they they point outwards, you know, mm-hmm. slightly. So, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I haven't even thought about that or looked at that or had anyone even ever say that to me because I'm always just focusing on." the task at hand and really like, Hey, th- th- I'm having an issue here, but I'm never, I'm just like, I'm, Hey, I'm flat footed. I just thought that's how I am. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and there's really, this is just what I'm gonna have to deal with because of this. But I didn't know that slight adjustments could, you know, help me in the long run. Absolutely. But it's, it's interesting to me that you can look at someone and even if they like from the regular trained eye, no one sees anything wrong, but you see an imper- imperfection that may be mm-hmm. due to, you know, something you can resolve. Yeah. I would say that kind of stemmed from me in the beauty of having all these jobs that I've had. I was a waiter for years and and even being an artist. An artist, 
most artists, in my opinion, are the worst salespeople ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> for sure. And because of that, they don't know, they don't even know how to brand themselves as well, getting back to branding. But for me, I've taken all those jobs and noticed that when I was a waiter, I would always have sharp pain on my left side, my left oblique, you know, or QL, like in my QL area as well. So, but I would hold the tray with my right hand. So I was like, what is, and I would always, I always thought I had kidney problems, but it was, it was the tension and the overcompensation of my, my, my body, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. And working as a mechanic, always having wrist issues as a mechanic. And we would work on hubs uh, for Humvees for like four hours straight, you know, just turning the, the, the wrench, you know, just four hours straight. So I would always have like wrist stuff from there and just that build of, you know, one injury after the next injury and trying to figure out like, what do I do, you know, with that? And before therapy, I just rested. I just thought, hey, I rest, I ice, uh, put some heat on it. I, I thought that's what you do. And that's kind of the rule of thumb. But I, I figured out with high performance athletes that it was more, you know, you could, you could really look at someone and break down uh, movement almost like a vehicle if the tires are straight i think we talked about that if the tires are straight there's no tension on that vehicle so there's no reason for an alignment if the tires are straight right but once that wheel starts veering out to the right or veering inside there's tension and that's the same thing with our movement pattern if we can reduce the tension we're more efficient you're a more efficient runner if you don't have tension you're a more efficient mover across the board if your posture is better. So it's just looking at those things that can create uh, discomfort and tension. But when we're talking about force hitting the ground and coming off the ground, if you're a sprinter, a power lifter, or you're squatting a lot of weight, the same force that goes down has to come back up. Mm -hmm. So if we have issues with our feet, that's the simplest place to start. You're gonna turn out even further with your feet. You're gonna lose some energy um, from just shaking. So if I'm hitting the ground, I'm pounding at the ground, once my foot hits the ground, my ankle is going to shake, you know, and then I'm going to shake all the way up versus having more stability. Now more powerful, more powerful. Yeah. And that's go ahead. No, I mean, that's that's just insane to think about because I've never had it. I've never looked at that. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I was just like being efficient, making sure posture is correct, you know, from, you know, the knees up, you know, kind of thing. Not, yeah. not really paying attention to that. Just just always thinking. Man, I'm flat-footed, and this is just my damn feet hurt. You know, if, I, if, hurt. I, run, if, I, if yeah. I run a long yeah. ways, like, if I yeah. do anything long distance, my feet are going to hurt. You know, like, if I, you know, it just is what it is kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of interesting, just the fact that you just said that. You know, I was there definitely in that place at one point where it was all about being an athlete, and I wasn't, I wasn't diving into the question, why? Why is this happening? Why am I moving this way? And when I started asking those questions about myself, I started asking those questions about my clients. And I do feel like I derived a lot of my therapy from my own injuries. And I was just telling a client today, I, I was trying to do some jump training uh, years ago, injured my neck. And for at least two months, I'd wake up in pain. I remember just, I'm just being transparent, man. I'd be crying some days because I'm just in pain. I don't know what to do. And I remember uh, God put it in my heart. I didn't hear this audible vo voice or anything, but I definitely felt that he said that I, I gave you the tools to fix this. And I never thought about working on myself. And within maybe two to three days, it was completely gone. 
you know so i went two months so i'm i'm sure i was going to hit some more time with the same issue because nothing changed and um from there i started really diving deeper into being aware of i had an injury i did this for myself and i'm going to implement that with my client but the things that seem really advanced to me a lot of times they don't really seem advanced a lot of clients are and people in general are just locked into knowing chiropractic care, physical therapy, or you know maybe going to an occupational therapist or something like that. But normally it's the two of those, and that's it. That's all they know. And if they get a massage, you know they they know maybe deep tissue, but that's probably too deep most of the time. So they're overwhelmed with, you know, what do yeah. I do? Yeah, you know. <clears throat> well, that's the next thing I was going to ask you is like, what what is your stance on that? Was your opinion on? <clears throat> Do you think all of those is a great arsenal or do you, you know, or do you have some qualms about this technique or that? Because like a chiropractor or a chiropractor versus a physical therapist versus what you do. Um, I've been to all of those things. And for me, like as someone receiving the treatment, I've found benefits in all of them, but like, where are you at on that? Um, for one, I would say that I had a teacher who was a chiropractor okay. and definitely taught me a lot. I'm not comfortable personally with any neck adjustments. That's something that I personally am not comfortable with. I do know if it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. Yeah. You know? Um, outside of that, I'm, I'm pretty much comfortable with all the other adjustments uh, from chiropractic care. I do feel like in therapy, people need to be decompressed before they dive into strength, you know, work. So if you go get adjusted and then you go back to the gym and you're starting to work out hard again, you are not decompressed. Your spine, your skeletal system is aligned, but your muscles are still tight. So you're going to go back to being tight because your muscles were never released. So from that perspective, I would say at least get your muscles released first, then go to a chiropractor. Um, but sometimes it, you just need your muscles released, period. And then you may have just need to stretch a little bit. And then here you are in a better position. And the biggest issue I have with uh, chiropractic care is the amount of force they use to adjust you, where, in my opinion, some chiropractors use too much force. So they'll use their body weight versus really slowly stretch that person, because no matter what, when you're when you're manipulated that way, there's a lot of dopamine that's released. Even with what I do, there's dopamine release and if I have you on dopamine two, three times a week, yeah. that's the strongest drug. That's <clears throat> that's a narcotic on. That's really what that is. So instead of me giving you a pill, I've created the pill in your own body mm -hmm. where people don't really realize that. So that's that's kind of an issue I have with chiropractic care. So not as quick, you know, um, I would say is that adjustment adjustment. And I don't like, you know, therapists using too much of their body weight, you know. Um, but I've had some care that was amazing from chiropractors uh, and some of them that are just amazing in this region, you know. Yeah. So um, I know Bates is amazing. Um, he's definitely uh, been a supporter. Um, and I have, I've had a good amount, you know, yeah. of chiropractors that are amazing in this region. Um, but as far as physical therapy, I feel they'll give you a movement pattern without, once again, decompression. Yeah. You know, and they decompress you. It's it's smoother for that muscle to, to move, the tissue to move, versus we're, we're just getting you to get stronger and tighter. That, that doesn't solve everything. Just getting 
more weights doesn't solve the issue. It's more well, strength doesn't solve it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I've noticed that in, in physical therapy. Like with, with chiropractic, <clears throat> I get adjusted once a week, but <clears throat> for a long time I was getting adjusted by the wrong person. And so yeah. it was an instant relief for a second, and then would go right back to hurting. Yeah. And then I found the right person yeah. and to where I go once a week. And it's just, we've already done the corrective. Yeah. But that's what's interesting when you do the corrective is that you, you're not like, say you walk in and you're, maybe you have a slight tension in your back and you get adjusted for the first time and you're strong and you work out all the time. When you go to work out the next time, your strength's not there anymore because your spine's realigned. So the muscles, just like you said, have had to adjust and they're mm-hmm. not adjusted to that position because they've mm-hmm. been in this other position for the wrong the wrong position Absolutely. for so long. So they're strong in that wrong position. Absolutely. So then you correct the position yeah. of the spine and then they have to get stronger. That's so right. I've learned all that because I went to the right chiropractor. That's good. You know, that I feel, you know, in my opinion. And then, you know, so from there, we're just kind of just doing, you know, every, once a week just to kind of keep it, you know, keep that you know going and then with physical therapy i've went you know after injuries or after you know operations and um what i've noticed is it's just like herding cattle man unfortunately like most of the time because you have a lot of people who are older who have had issues or you know had you know falls or been hurt or whatever it may be yeah injuries and they'll go in and they basically just say okay here's the heating pad yeah okay we're gonna do this movement here's the ice okay bye yeah. You know, that's that's my experience with you know uh, yeah. physical therapy. You know, so I don't have that great of a you know <laughs> a, lot, a lot yeah a great experience with it. But at the same time, I probably didn't go to the right one. Just like I didn't go Absolutely. to the right chiropractor. I'm sure Absolutely. I'm sure it varies across the board. But what yeah. I what I do think is interesting is that in my experience, I feel like all of those things put together could create a total package. Absolutely. You know, because I, I noticed what you do, like how I met you last year. We, we've only this is the first time we actually sit down and talk mm-hmm. at all but like i met you last year we were doing uh wide gods and i was just like man i'm in a bind right now we still have a full another day of this i just like he's here <laughs> and he's supposed to be legit i'm about to go get this yeah. done right now and you straight up told me whenever you started he's like look man yeah this is what you said you were like look you're gonna feel strong but don't go out there and hurt yourself because you're about to you're about to feel way better and i'm sure you get that a lot with yeah you told me that you're like you're you're about to feel really strong and a lot better than you did a minute ago but don't go don't go letting that you know screw yourself up you know and i had to keep that mentality too working through i was like okay the release there now i can get through this at the same time i'm gonna try not to overkill yeah but i do think it i think it's interesting and i think it's i think it's awesome because that's something i think is needed in in the sports medicine world is that what you're doing is not talked about enough. Yeah. Like, and people not body awareness is not talked about enough. Yeah. yeah I'm body aware. Yeah. I think I am, but yeah. I just learned something new about myself yesterday. That's literally in front of my face every day that I don't even pay attention to. Yeah. 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 I think, um, for me, I'm, I'm in this weird place where I'll meet someone or do an event or do an expo and people may think I'm just like everyone else. Well, I've, I've had massage, so uh, he's nothing different. There's nothing new, and it is different because there are techniques that I've created that are just off the charts, and I've seen the results, but I've also seen some amazing therapists that are doing great stuff throughout the nation as well, but I know what I have is different, and that's that was the reason for me initially going to Wild Guides and doing some of these competitions was because I am competitive. I want to see, does my therapy match up 
against a chiropractor, against a physical therapist, um, against a Rosti, against those people that are leading, you know, the, the wave, you know. So and I feel I feel we are definitely on par with that and showing people that there's something different. And uh, and I've I've linked in with um, some some movement people that are focused on movement coaching 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 out of New Orleans. It's called Gota, and um, they definitely work with a lot of high level athletes. And uh, we are definitely uh, partnered up. I'm a coach with with them as well because I, it doesn't make sense to be able to release a muscle, activate a muscle, and not show someone how to use the muscle. And uh, and I feel that that's just. That's anything, you know. It, now you have a weapon that you don't know how to control, mm-hmm. and uh, and and my heart is for people to be holistic minded. You know that it's not just it can't just be about I'm moving better and and that's it. It needs to be why am I moving better and why how did I get to this place? Do you think like <clears throat> what would you what would you tell people like if they're feeling any type of any type of pain or discomfort like? what would be the first move there like would it be stretching would it be you know like trying to figure out what it is that's causing the issue or would it be just immediately go go somewhere and try to get it figured checked out like yeah i think that's i'm I'm gonna answer this in a a couple parts yeah Uh, i think it's good to start start the movement of trying to figure it out and i do feel i used to say this years ago i still say it here and there but i believe if someone starts digging right now eventually you're going to find something that you want like gold or something but it may take a while um so stay consistent is what i would say but if it's an individual that has some body awareness uh i generally have found where the issue you feel it is not there it's the antagonist it's generally the muscle on the complete opposite side or across so if someone comes to me and they're like hey don um my back hurts and this just happened at an expo I was at, and this guy's like, "Man, I'm benching. Whatever I do, my back hurts." And so I actually took him to some dumbbells, and he did a little press, and he's like, "Yeah, it's still there, you know." And this is before I touched him, and then I just worked him right there, and he's like, "Okay, it's down a little bit." And then I took him to the table and completely released it, and he's like, "Whoa, I feel like I can lift a mountain," you know. So I never even touched his back. Mm-hmm. I never even What'd you went touch? there. His pecs. Okay, so it was his pecs. It was his pecs. Why was it doing? Why was it doing that there? Well, it's it's because it's an <clears> overload. So because you use it so much, and we're so aggressive about working one body part because mm-hmm. we want to show it, uh, we end up overloading it, and that needs to be released. And we don't even naturally feel it sometimes. So it's it's generally the muscle that takes the greatest load that you don't naturally feel, and that's what I'm looking for. So even if I like, I'm working with, definitely with a lot of uh, female uh, bikini competitors. It's more females than males, definitely. And with them, I'm doing a lot like more psoas work and, you know, like around their hip flexor and um, stuff like that. So, but I'll do that to release their glute. You know, yeah. they wouldn't think that they they want me to work like around their glute. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not because because they're working their glutes. They're working time. their glutes yeah. so much, yeah. but they don't realize they're also really hurting those hip flexors. You yeah. know, so and that's what that's the antagonist. You know, on the opposite side, that's causing that imbalance. So if I get a sprinter, for instance, and they're like, well, my hamstrings hurt. They're just, they're always cramping up. I normally release their quad. And they're like, you didn't even touch my hamstrings. I'm like, but you're, the, the overload came from the quad. You know, so it's, it's the antagonist. So that's what I would tell someone that right now needs some relief. 
think about the antagonist. Think about the muscle on the other side. Work that. Uh, if you don't have anybody awareness, you probably need to go to someone that is driven in a sports realm. You yeah. know, because generally you you can go to a sports therapist and they're geared differently than just a regular massage therapist because a massage therapist is focusing on you relaxing and being calmer and and even they they may be okay with giving you some deep tissue and you get some benefits but a sports therapist is generally going to be moving you through a full range of motion they're going to be testing testing your movement it's it's more clinical i would say but it should be very efficient so they shouldn't be all over the place like well let me let me work everything let me just get you calmer you know it should really be efficient work and the the stuff i do could be and where it would take 90 minutes for a regular you know therapist it may take me 15 minutes yeah to do some of the work i do and you would get the full benefits of 90 minutes and i, I definitely run into that with clients where in their brain they want 90 minutes would I don't know anyone, and none of, none of my clients really want that much time with me anymore. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, 20, 30 is good, you know? Yeah. You know, especially after a good assessment and everything. But if I'm working and I'm, I'm in a rhythm, you don't need more than 30 minutes. No, I completely agree. I think, like, <clears throat> yesterday you worked on my feet, and I released uh, did something in my calves, I believe, and then my quads, and, and then some hip flexor stuff, and then my lats, I believe. And that – all that if we wouldn't have been talking so much in between wouldn't have even taken probably 30 minutes i would say yeah but i i would say this like i went and worked out yesterday evening but i knew i wasn't going to do any like heavy load stuff because mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like our spartan day is monday like we yeah. do all the crazy stuff on monday but it's light load bearing <clears throat> that's what i was telling you beforehand but like i felt almost high like where i felt numb yeah but a good in a good way not not so much after you get a deep tissue where you go lay down and you come out and you're, it's literally like you're lethargic and you can't do mm -hmm. anything. I didn't feel that way. I just felt an ease of use, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a good way to explain yeah. it for me, you know. Yeah. And then and then later on yesterday evening, I was sore and I'm like, yeah, because these things have been released. Yeah. yeah. And so my feet are hurting a little more because they're positioned differently and these muscles were... You know, my inside quads were hurting a little more because you released my outside, and I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling it now this evening. I felt yeah. it. I felt a lot yeah. yesterday evening. I was like, damn, you know, it's <laughs> real. But it, yeah, it's important. I think that, I think that just so many people, and just and this is not in, in the space of like, because I'm doing the CrossFit stuff. We're, we're not just talking about like people who are trying to compete or athletes, but just people on on a regular basis just mm -hmm. don't realize how much inflammation they're carrying around, yeah, how how bad their posture is. Mm -hmm. You know what it is they're putting in their body and what what that results in and then also how like how much bad positioning they have on a day-to-day -day basis and how long it's gonna you know basically diminish their life absolutely their their span of life yeah i tell clients think about where you're gonna look what you're gonna look like how are you gonna move 20 years from now Mm -hmm. I'm like some clients are like I don't think I'm gonna be alive, man. Like, what if, <laughs> but what if you are? <laughs> it's not gonna get any better unless you start working in that direction, and that should be our mindset. I was telling someone the other day. Uh, well, I did an event, so I don't. I think it's, it might have been Sunday. But what I'm doing is I'm not trying to necessarily add. I'm really just looking at where you move. You're moving bad at, and I'm tweaking that. That's it. So now I notice there's an issue with your foot and there's an issue with how you're moving your arm. So I'm going to go to the arm that's not moving well. So if you're dragging your leg, okay, I'm going to the leg that you're dragging. 
and there's an imbalance there. Now I'm gonna work that. And I have I got a soccer player out in um, Dallas, and and his dad, you know, is working on him getting fast. He's already fast. He's 15 years old, super fast right now. But I detected that he wasn't moving his right arm efficiently. And his dad was like, well, what but it's soccer, right? Yeah, but it's but, soccer. Yeah, so, okay, why is it? Yeah, okay, I'm just so, <laughs> so what happened with him was he, um, his dad was like, well, what do you think happened? And I said, well, he had to have some type of an injury on the right side. He said, oh, well, he broke his, his collarbone or his clavicle. It was a clavicle injury. And he said, but it healed up. I said, not completely because he's not using it right. So uh, I told him I'm going to have to basically activate everything, separate everything, activate everything. And then uh, we're finished. He's moving it amazing. He's like, man, I feel amazing. And I said, you're not out of the woods yet because now you have to get the stability, the control and all that. I feel like the next day he just went all out and uh, it was sore, you know, but he's not used to that because he's he truly never recovered from the past. So that imbalance alone, if it's fixed, he's more efficient. And that's what I'm looking at with speed. Well, what's your like? So what's your when you bring a client on, say, like, for instance, like me. So say we're, I'm trying to fix this this position issue, shoulder mobility, um, you know, hip mobility, mm-hmm. feet. Like so we start working on these things and you tell me there's things I need to do. Basically, I have homework. Yeah. Um, like once those issues start becoming resolved, like, is there a need for like care after that like how does that work like maintenance pretty much yeah well i I would tell anyone you know you should be i like i like this frame framework it kind of me it could sound a little harsh but i don't mean it to but every individual should be their best counselor coach therapist we have to get to a place as individuals where we know our body you know a little bit better and at least on my side yeah, I get maintenance work, but generally I pretty much can do it all myself. But I still need that, you know, I'm missing something. I need some eyes on me. Uh, so I think we all can always use that. And that could be just like a vehicle every two to three months you get an oil change. Yeah. You, you definitely need to get something checked out just to tweak it out. Now on a higher level, higher end vehicle, that could be that could be once a month. That could be once a week. Mm-hmm. Depends on the type of vehicle we're looking at. So then it depends on the type of individual we're looking at and the load we're putting on that individual. So that's how I try to answer that question. But uh, I feel like with me, I try to give you as many tools as you can have for yourself. And if it's a mobility, range of motion, I'll definitely show you some stretches that you can do, some, some, some foam rolling you can do to keep everything mobile and pliable. And then, you know, you might not need to see me as much. You know, that's how, kind of how I look at it. It's just staying on top of that tissue moving efficiently, you know, and activated uh, efficiently. Well, so that that's a whole that's a whole layout. I mean, pretty much because you have to look at the people that, you know, who aren't doing that. Just like you said, so like you have like a high high performance vehicle or race car, basically. And then yeah. you have your just your domestic vehicle that's just trying to move around and operate efficiently. And then you have one that you want peak performance in all the time. Yeah. So those, I mean, I, I see your reference there, but have you ever seen people that just, you look at them, you're like, nothing's wrong. Like, I, I feel like that's not, there's no possible way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even the people that, that I feel like there's not a lot wrong. They're probably coming to me even more, which is weird. You know, okay. it's like, eh, I, I feel like it's this, 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 you know? So it's, it, they generally have a good amount of body awareness and they put it all in to their body. Uh, so 
So that's a little different. But on the flip side, I think if we start talking about athletes and the higher caliber athlete, their endurance to pain and their pain threshold is so much higher where that causes the biggest problem because they were already hurt two years ago, five years ago, and they pushed through. So now we have a tear or now we have something so excessive where I could have fixed it, you know, day one, you know, but we're, we're like five years in. So that becomes a problem. So those are the, those are the clients that they really, they're really in bad shape, but people that move really, really good tend to be like therapists, you know? <laughs> yeah, because because I mean, like they're talking outs- about it all the time. Outside of that, I mean, like okay, even if you have a ballerina, there is such an overload, and you know the way they turn their feet, the way that they they may spin or pirouette. Um, if you have a dancer, it's the the pounding on their feet. If you have a gymnast, it's the 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 quickness that of their fi- their uh, their fast twitch muscles. You know, like they're firing so fast, so they're always wanting to explode. So with every individual, there's something that is unique to them. So that there are so many different ways they move differently. If you have a boxer, you know. They could be moving good in the ring, but you take them out of the ring and they're moving really bad because now their shoulders are forward because they want to punch you and use as much force. So they roll their shoulders forward. But now all day, that's bad posture. Yeah. You know, so and so, I mean, is there a person that I can look at and say, oh, man, I feel like they move really, really good. The person I, I think I've studied the most that's moved the best. He's no longer alive, but Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, I feel like he he dove into, you know, being efficient in movement, you know, but not everything was perfect. But he definitely was one that was body aware. And I like that about him. So he he took, you know, an art form and specialized it and and utilized every tool he had for it. And then basically deconstructed it again and said, you know what, like be like water. Just don't take an, don't take movement and say I'm going to be rigid. Take movement and say I'm going to continue to progress and grow. And I see that as a therapist. I'm not looking at what I what I don't have. I look at what I do have. Yeah. So when I look at an individual, I look at you know, okay, well this is moving good. That's moving bad. You know. So and I want to I want to max them out to move as efficient as I can. I had a lady today. She couldn't even turn her head to the right, and uh, she had a fusion. All this, and I'm like. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to wow her, but I can't wow her and do too much. We're just going to break this thing down. Yeah. And she probably had 40, at least 45 degrees. She went from zero to 45 degrees and she did not see that coming. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, it's just figuring out what do we want, you know? And when I get a client, I tell them, I ask them, what do you want? And a lot of times they're like, well, I just heard, I don't know. You know, <laughs> uh, if I get a boxer, I'll see a boxer and I'm like, well, do you want more strength in your hand? You know? You know, they may say yes, but they're not thinking that they can get that. I've only had one client that I, I feel like I don't want to give them any more. And he was a guy, he's jumping, his vertical is like uh, 48 inch vertical. You know, like a 40 is amazing. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan was a 48. Yeah. I mean, so I don't want him to get a 50 inch vertical unless, <laughs> unless he's trying to break some type of record. Yeah. You know, like he's already got problems landing. And even with that, that's a kind of a good segue. But even with someone like that. I'm thinking 
what's his biggest problem? His feet. It's going to always be his feet. He's got to land. You know, if it's a, if it's a boxer, he's got a punch. You know, so the force, his wrist, and his elbow. You know, his his traps, his neck. You know, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what every individual is using the most impact wise, and how I can be efficient in therapy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I think yeah, because people immediately go to the other side of it. So you know, I think that's yeah, that's that's cool. I. When you, when you were, um, you know, we were doing our session yesterday, you said something about you think there was a slight tear in my left quad. I didn't know that. I had no yeah, clue. Yeah. I had no clue. And the only time I've ever had pain was in my hamstring, which makes sense from what you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, You think yeah. about that, right? For me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, now light bulbs are going off because I'm sitting here listening to all this. I'm like, now I'm trying to deconstruct what's going on with me okay. at the same time. You so know it was saying? your left hamstring? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And that makes sense And to I me. remember I said earlier that when the quad is tight, it causes right. the hamstring to have problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. because um, basically my wife and I were um, working out one day and we, were, we didn't have access to the gym. We were coming, leaving for a trip, going to a wedding we went to that town and we actually just went to their track at that we're in NSU actually went to the college track and we we're going to do some sprints and stuff well, oh, I, that's, well that's we got in a foot race and I, <laughs> I always weird. I joke with her all the time we always like I'm like I had you and then I, I, I screwed my leg up because then we had to go back afterwards and like literally scrape my hamstring because I couldn't walk and wow. I was like we got to go to a wedding in two hours you know I got to get back moving a little bit here wow. But yeah, dude. Anyways, <laughs> I've had a, I've had a lot of injuries, uh, but it's uh, that's one thing too. With like, I, I detached that pec tendon, and probably like I was like twenty three, maybe like ten years ago. Yeah. And um, ever since then, I've I know I've probably put more stress. I know for a fact I put more stress on my right side of my Absolutely. body because of that. But even still, sometimes in weird tension, like when I get in weird positions or whatever i have tense i can feel it like almost lock up and it scares mm -hmm. the hell out of me i'm like yeah. oh crap i don't want that to happen again absolutely and i think it's just it's become weak because of that and so like there's i can't really overcompensate too much without yeah. creating an issue you know but at the same time i've had um i've had like a trap thing that happens when i deadlift where i feel it like way back in the back of my trap but then after i work it it gets all the way up through to my neck yeah you know it's yeah. it's weird so i've had those are kind of the things i've been having going on but it's like i try to I try to combat those things with like, I know if this is going to create an issue or if I'm feeling, that's another thing I, I like to tell anyone is like, if I'm feeling even sort of not 100, I'm yeah. not about to go heavy, man. Yeah. Cause smart. it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not an ego, ego thing anymore ego for me because yeah. now I'm just trying to be efficient, right? Yeah. Like if we're competing, I want to be able, yes, I always want to be the strongest, but if I sit go in here and injure myself to try to get a PR, and then it puts me out from being able to compete two or three months just to say I got a PR doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like so, there's some days where I'll go in and like I know I could probably get like a 520 on deadlift, but I only did like 480, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's enough yeah. today. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just that's kind of where I'm at now, my mindset. And yeah. I wish more people would think that way, but unfortunately, True. when you're younger, True. especially, and you're in the game and you're trying to be the best or the strongest mm -hmm. or the fastest, you're not, man. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like athletes have such a high pain tolerance and threshold that they they push it to the max all the time mm -hmm. never there's never enough rest time mm -hmm. there's there's never enough stretching I, I feel like honestly if i had time i would spend an hour every day stretching and that still wouldn't be enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i just it, when you're constantly putting pressure on those muscles all the time i just feel like that you, there's a need for that mm -hmm. because how are they going to grow 
if, if they're just constantly, Absolutely. you know, just constricted all the time. Eventually, it will tear. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. the way it is, you know. I and mean, we're, we are designed to recover. But we're doing things in this generation that uh, 120 years ago, we would have never done. Right. You know, I mean, we would have been both of us maybe farming, you know, yeah, like, right. But we're not we're not squatting, benching. We're not. It may have been a strong man doing that, but not us, you know. So it's it's changed, you know, and the system, unfortunately, we may say it's broken for us, the recovery side, but it's it really works to the benefit of those in charge. Yeah. So it does work. It just doesn't work for our benefit, you yeah. know, so. What it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what would your advice be to anybody? Like, it, it, like, would you? Are you like keen on stretching enough and like, or just at least body awareness? Like, what? What do you? That's good. Yeah. Well, um, we we had talked about like I'm working on my intellectual property. I should be releasing it. I'm gonna go ahead and try to do it next month instead of keep pushing it back. Okay. And uh, it 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 involves body awareness. Um, I would say that it always depends on the individual so if you stretch too much we can have a problem mm-hmm. you stretch too little we can have a problem so I, if i have a sprinter he stretches too much he's now now he has more range so now he's not as tight so his turnover is different you know so now he's actually not as fast okay you know so and if i have a swimmer they're trying to reach out pull a little bit further out maybe that'll benefit them but not a sprinter necessarily and i always suggest to to individuals don't implement something new at an event if you see someone stretching a whole lot and you don't you're not used to that stretch do not do that stretch the same thing with a meal don't change your meals you know (laughs) the day of (laughs) like if you had a hard training session and you ate peanut butter and jelly that day and you're about to compete eat peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly that day as well um don't change anything and for me like i've tested my body so i've tested it against stress um, I don't know if we had this conversation. I ran 366 days straight no, we didn't. just to uh, prove a point to myself that with every recovery, with every, with every situation, I, could, I can push through, you know, and I can make it work. And I can't tell a client, an elite client, you can push through or you can get some therapy and this is going to work if I didn't trust it myself. And I did it. You know, it was, it was horrible, but it was the best thing I ever so did. So 366 days in a row. How, how many miles were you running? It had to be a mile. Okay. But in the middle of it, I ran a, a half marathon. Um, but I got to a place the mile was nothing. You know, it was easy. So it, it probably on average, I was hitting like three to four miles a day. Yeah. And uh, it's it, so weird, but it felt like the most beautiful thing I ever did in my life. The most amazing accomplishment. But there are no accolades for that you know it's no, it's, i mean no who really understands that yeah you know it's like once you've achieved something great no one's gonna really understand it unless they've endured it as well you know and i feel the same way with everything i've done and as a therapist is the greater the accolades you know like it, it doesn't really come until someone's seen it and felt it for me just seeing someone perform at a very high level that's 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 the accomplishment that's that's that shows me it was worth the endurance you know yeah. of getting there and um and pushing through mentally but you really can't separate 
the mind and the body. As much as I've tried to do it with clients, I'm like, oh, this client, she can deal with it. He can deal with this. They they have to be mentally dialed in to get to that next level. So even with me, like you may you may be able to endure a session physically, but if you mentally are not dialed in, you're not going to make it through a session with me. You know, it doesn't matter what level that person's at. And I find I find myself in this stage of my life willing to back back down on the amount of pressure and all that because it is really for that person. Because if I'm if this person is not trying to go to the NBA or set a world record, I don't need to max them out. But I would have to max somebody out that is trying to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about being an Olympian and you don't know what you know going to failure feels like, well, you need to go to failure. I'm gonna take yeah. you to failure. You need to know your limits. Yeah. You need to know how far you can push it because if you're you're literally a second down and you can push it to get to that second, like you need to know what your yeah you know limitations are. Yeah, and those are the type of athletes I work with. I work with. I actually had a guy. He was the the fastest guy over 35. Uh, last year you know so things like that you know athletes like that and I, I had a guy who he was running a a four what is it a four eight forty mm-hmm. and it's on instagram he talks about it now he dropped it down to a four four forty yeah i mean we're talking speed that's that's incredible. crazy yeah that's a, that's a that's a lot that's a lot so tweaks like that and getting to that level the question i i, I get people thinking all the time like this is the smoke and mirrors man but I've seen it happen, like at Wild Guys. I've seen people come in injured. Oh, I know. <laughs> and leaving with yeah. money. Yeah. I help them win money, and I was like, okay, this is. Yeah, I know. Cool. Like my wife was having extreme issues with her shoulders, and but we needed to finish that competition. It's just she's just like, look, she's gonna. I mean, you worked on that. I was just like, it's good. She's like, it's gonna hurt. I know it's screwed up, but we don't care. We're getting this thing done, and then we'll yeah. deal with the rehab afterwards. You know what I mean? And and for me, and my just, I was just. Complete. I think everything was just tensed up yeah. between stress and molt. You have what six workouts and within twenty four hours, and they're mm-hmm. all insane. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like it's a lot. You know, and I, I'm sure I'll be right back on the table this year. We because honestly, it's just one of those things where like you're pushing your body, you're taking your body when you're in competition. You, there's no way to practice for that. I don't yep. care what you do. Like you can yep. push yourself as, as hard as you want if you're fighting. You can spar as hard as you want. Mm-hmm. Nothing compares to it. Nothing compares to what your body, what mentally you're, you mm-hmm. know what mentally happens to you yeah. and which, how you tense up and everything. Like yeah. I remember we went in and competed. It's probably a couple months after that competition and uh, locally, but for some reason I was so worried about my wife and I were doing team uh, competition and I'm horrible compared to hers. Just as far yeah. as like, she's going to beat me any, anytime there's a workout and you scale it to her weight, you know, yeah. and her dimensions versus mine, she's yeah. always going to beat me because she's just faster and stronger mm-hmm. f- for that position. And um, I knew that we were gonna not do well because I knew I was gonna be the the you know the ball and chain dragging us, and uh, I was. But if I, what I realized is mid- midway through that competition, my body started relaxing, and loosen up, and I started performing better. I knew so I realized right then I was like, okay, well I put myself in a stressful position, and I literally restricted my movement and was cramping and stuff because I was so tense mentally. Mm-hmm. I did that to my body, mm-hmm. and then once I got to the point to where I started being tired and I couldn't like mentally stress like and make my body mm-hmm. do that anymore i started becoming more relaxed and mm-hmm. i realized that okay you're in this hard let's just do it mm-hmm. and that's when it clicked for me okay i got this now mm-hmm. like i know that no matter what i gotta be i gotta get on my hat on right mentally before i perform because there's no comparison there's just yeah. not like you you can't 
you can't manipulate or like recreate that in a practice session. You, you just can't. Like, you can't. but you do need to know your limits. Like, True. because like for me now, as we work out and do these these crazy workouts, it, I try to at least do a really good workout four times a week, and that's pretty yeah. much it. I don't do the everyday thing anymore. Yeah. I do like two a days on Monday, but I'm doing a strength that morning and then more like a Spartan style light load that evening. So I feel okay. like I'm encompassing everything all in yeah. one day. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll do one workout. And Thursday, if I can, I'll do one workout, depending on how my body feels. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's been the most efficient for me. Gotcha. But at the same time, I have feel like I have to be in deep water now, like mentally. So like I have to feel like I'm almost going to die to feel like I got to work out, gotcha. which sometimes is scary too, if you think yeah. about it. You know, like if, I, if I'm working out and I feel like I don't want to quit, then I know I'm not working out hard enough. Gotcha. <laughs> it's just that crazy. You're dude. in a different place. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But I like you know a year ago I'd been like, dude, I'm this is I'm done. Yeah, this I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm good. But but at the same time I try not to push myself like to. It's not so much a a low bearing thing where I'm like trying to max out. It's more like okay, can you keep going? Can you keep going? Yeah. You hadn't stopped sweating yet, so you're yeah. not about to you know you're not about to fall out. You know, like you're, yes. you're not dehydrated. You know yeah. those kind of things, and that's the kind of conversation I'm always having myself mentally yeah. now. Is like. If you don't want to quit, you don't need to be doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like if you're on the competition like level, you yeah, know what I mean? It's a different it's a different place. Um this what what you just said is the very reason, like I said earlier, um, why guys in events like that, that's my Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I get to see muscles at at its at their worst, you know what I'm saying? Or at their best, you know. And by me seeing like the tweak, I can do a tweak here, I can do a tweak there. And then we get them to perform at a high level there or here, you know, that's 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 everything for me to know that those techniques are going to work and be very proficient in that at that state, you know. Um, but there is something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about that you just kind of sparked in my head to to bring up fight or flight. Yeah. Where there are only a couple of things that you can do to challenge yourself that way. That could be cryo where cryotherapy works, but it doesn't work on a high level that people boost it up to do. And the first time I did it, I remember the sensation of this is, I just don't want to be here. Yeah. I hate it. I don't want to be here. Did I feel better after? Yes, but I know what it does. It just brings blood to the inside and all your pain is gone because the blood is not there you know so and then when you warm up the blood comes back so generally you're still going to have some issues you know so it doesn't reduce inflammation on a high scale but it is working fight or flight so because of that mechanism happening you become tougher you know so uh on my side of therapy a lot of times i'm working fight or flight and clients don't even know it because if you can tolerate a little pressure you're like oh that's not bad and then I increase it. Oh, that's that that is bad. And then I then a little bit later you're like, "Well, I don't feel it as much now." Well, because I just raise your tolerance. So now you're tolerating more because I've just told your nervous system that you can endure more, yeah. you know? But now when I hit a place that is the origin of your issue, it'll be unbearable. You're like, "Whoa, wait a minute. I don't like that at all because yeah. I didn't know that was going on." But that's like me jumping a circuit. So that's generally what I'm doing with clients. I'm just going through and testing areas that they have no idea is hurting, you know? Yeah. And that's that's really working fight or flight. What do you, how do you feel about like the, so I'm doing like, right now I'm doing like an ice bath and then immediately going into the hot tub. <clears throat> what, how do you feel about that? Like, I think, I like think, that's first, like yeah, yeah. ideal situation. Get up in the morning, pee, drink a little bit of water, go straight to the ice bath mm -hmm. and 
right now with these temperatures as high as they are and it being on the back patio, mm-hmm. I can only get it down to like in the you know high fifties right now mm-hmm. without having to you know go out there and dump twenty bags of ice in mm-hmm. it. So I'd say I'm, I'll get in there for like five minutes and then I'll go straight to like one hundred and four degrees okay. into the the hot tub. Like, okay. what, what do you think about that? I think for the level you're at, you need to continue to do it. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's bad or good, but think about the stress that you're putting your body through. So if I take a guy from Florida and he's used to that climate and I take him to Canada mm-hmm. in the winter, how's he going to perform? Yeah. And if I take a guy from Canada, you know, in the wintertime and take him to Florida, how's he going to perform? You know, they're going to perform differently. Yeah. You know, so I would say you need both. You physically need those extremes to to be balanced, Mm -hmm. you know, in your movement or even in how you can deal with stress because you're going to get hot when you're working out. Yeah. And you're going to get cold and you may feel shock. And uh, I worked uh, an Ironman and I remember after the Ironman. Uh, this one guy, man, he just uh, he was in he was in shock, you know, to see someone working extremely hard all day, and what their muscles do when they start to cool down, is the most bizarre thing. So that's that also helped me with the the extremes, you know. So I do believe in really exposing yourself to those extremes, but. Um, being balanced with that and not being over the top with do it. Do you think that you think it's good from like what everyone says? Like, do you think it's still decent for like doing that? Any type of method similar to that? Like, is you think it's decent for any muscle recovery at all, or do you think I, it's I more? Do, I do think okay. so. I think it's. I think it's. It it's it definitely once again it works your fight or flight mechanism. Yeah, because so. you definitely don't want to get in the water. And look, I know some people are doing thirty degree cold plunge. Yeah. Good for y'all, bro. But you're, it's not hundred degrees outside when you're getting into thirty degrees. Yeah. It's like seventy when you're getting into yeah. thirty. So it's I'm different. jumping from hundred to fifty because I can't yeah. get it no lower than yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's cold yeah. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I I personally can't sit there and I can't look at a guy and say you're tougher. Right. And you're in you're in Florida versus right. this dude that just jumped in. You know what I'm saying? Right. This cold plunge. Right. I'm, I'm thinking that guy's tougher. And, and in reality, he is. So the SEAL teams, when they were training guys, uh, they would dump them in the cold water, right? But they they now, in my opinion, they were not focusing on recovery. No. They were trying to see how would you perform under stress. Mm-hmm. So the same with you. That's showing you how you would perform under stress. Mm-hmm. Even An even better way to use it would be cold plunge, workout you know a little bit you know go run cold punch go run you know and work it like that because it's showing you hey i can function you know under that stress Mm -hmm. but that's fight or flight you know so either way you're working the mechanism of fight or flight so you're going from the cold extreme cold to extreme warmth you know and it's showing you your body that you can endure yeah so i've just been trying it out um because of course everyone's been talking about it forever Mm -hmm. and right now it's just like that's as cold as I can get it. And that's the best scenario we have right yeah. now as far as being able to use it. But I've never done it. And um, I've never done – what I used to do is I'd, sometimes I'd do like a really, really cold shower, which is not that cold, you know, if yeah. you think about it. But a cold – just ice cold shower and then straight into like an Epsom salt bath. Like so that's how I yeah. used to do it back in the day, especially yeah. when I was like cutting weight and, yeah. you know, muscle fatigue and all well, that. Well, it, if you're cutting weight and you're doing it, you're going to sweat a lot more. Yeah. You know, I, I personally think I'd rather – a client, if they they were gonna do it, just do the cold and not do the heat. Right. You know, um, 
but I mean, they it, it has its benefits to it. Now, as far as my therapy, once I'm once I'm done with a client and they do heat, they'll actually get too loose and then they'll wake up stiff, you know, because now I already created a lot of inflammation, you know. So now you have the inflammation and you put some heat on inflammation, which creates more inflammation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I was so tight last night after working out because my body finally cooled off after. Mm-hmm you doing all those movements and adjustments and then me going, you know, waited two or three hours, well, probably four or five hours, then worked out mm-hmm. and got to an extreme mm-hmm. temperature. You know, I was sweating horribly last yesterday. And then um, I didn't even think about that too. I was probably sweating more too because of the lactic acid release. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sweating like bad, bad, like coming out of my fingertips, bro, yesterday. And that you know? happened to me. Uh, my therapist, are, I have this heated scraper that just is new to the market and she – she used it on my feet, and I was telling my wife, my feet have never sweat this My much. feet were sweating so bad yesterday, bro. <laughs> I just thought about that. I was telling my wife, I was like, I'm sweating. I said, I must be sweating out all our sins from the weekend. <laughs> but, but it wasn't. It was for you. Yep, because I was using that heat scrape for you. I was, bro, I, I was after them feet, man. Bro, my, my socks were soaking wet. I was like, bro, my, I, <laughs> my feet never sweat like that. Yeah, man. Same for me. But, it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe in what you're doing, man, to be honest. Like, I just think I'm excited about it. Um, I'm you. glad I'm glad you took the time to come on here. And man. I believe in what you're doing. And I think Thank that you. no matter <clears> – <throat> for me, I've lived multiple lives as far as, like, the, you know, the, the quote-unquote athlete. I'm not yeah. really – never really performed team sports athlete. It's kind yeah. of been more solo, like, fighting and mm-hmm. lifting, com- competition, going to CrossFit. Like, I just wish I would have found these things and – cared enough yeah 10 years ago but doesn't everyone right like at some true, point true, i true. just think that people need to people need to become more body aware and they need to realize that they can't do everything themselves true and just because you're pushing through pain doesn't make you better faster and stronger like true. that you need help like yeah. you need to figure out things and you need to learn what it is you need to do and what you don't need to do mm-hmm. and a lot of times you only have one shot and if you screw it up yeah. You know, you push to past that point to where you tear something like I'm never going to bench over 400 pounds again. I just know it because I blew it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is what it is. And now I have to just say, OK, well, let that ego go. Never know. You know, always yeah. know that I'm never going to do that. But I can be stronger in other positions, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And I just think that people need to know about it, man. I think they need to know what you're doing, what it what it looks like versus the regular massage therapy, what it looks like versus PT. Yeah. And what it looks like versus chiropractic. Yeah. So if it, what would you say the difference in your experience was like far as why was it so different to you? For, and, and what you do, so I would say this, I think that it's extremely apparent that you can pinpoint issues Whereas any other time, especially like a massage, like they'll just be like, oh, you're tight right here. And they just work on that where you're like, okay, you're, there's an issue here, but it's coming from here. And you remind me more of of like a sports chiropractor, Mm -hmm. like from what I've experienced, like, because you're, you're connecting the dots. Whereas any other time I've been anywhere, they're just like, oh, okay, well, this is tight. So we need to work on it. Yeah. And I don't think that just what you mentioned earlier, I just think that's counterproductive. Yeah. Like, cause anytime I've had a deep tissue, I've literally come out of there feeling like I was just like a zombie. And I think that's probably a bad thing because then I never really realized what was wrong with me. Yeah. You just relaxed everything on me. Yeah. And now we can't pinpoint an issue. Mm-hmm. What's tight. I don't know what's tight now, bro. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like <laughs> everything's loose. I feel like water. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I think that's the most beneficial thing in what you're doing. I think yeah. that you just, 
or able to isolate an issue and work on it. Whereas most people think they're going somewhere to relax. That's fine if you're going to therapeutic massage, but if you're yeah. going to fix an issue or find an issue, like I'm having pain here and I've tried everything. Well, no, you haven't because typically, like you said, if you have pain, it's coming from somewhere else. And most people just, they don't, your body doesn't tell you that Absolutely. your body says it hurts right here. Yep. Rub on it. You know yep. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and then as you rub on it, it relaxes and it ends up going to here and you're like, Oh shit. Well that came from my neck. Not yeah. my, not my back of my trap. That's what I've experienced. Yeah. You know? So yeah, man, that's, that's my stance on it. I think I'm all for it. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Heck yeah, Appreciate dude. It. Well, any last plugs, anything you want to mention? Um, uh, if they follow you on Instagram, whatever, what's your Instagram? Yeah, I'm LMT Don Jackson on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I changed my name on uh, TikTok. It used to be Machete Jackson. So uh, uh, I think it's just Don Jackson on TikTok. Okay. And uh, I think it's Advanced Sports Massage Therapy on YouTube, but Advanced Sports Massage Therapy.com um, on the internet. So if you try to go to my website, you know, you can hit me there. Um, and I think I, I like to leave everyone with, you know, it's it's not over. You know, if you are uh, an athlete or just a regular person, I work on all types of people. And I want to see everyone move their very best. And, uh, and I want people to have hope because that's what it's really about. You know, I don't believe our body, if you look at it as a machine, is created to be in pain. Pain is a signal to say, help me. You know, and when that help me stops, there's actually a, a greater problem sometimes. It's like help me and then you start overcompensating and you feel like I'm better. But now you're turning your foot all out weird. You're moving so you won't have pain versus dealing with the issue. And I would tell any person, no matter what the situation is, deal with the issue. Have the conversation with your family member. Have the conversation with yourself. You know, deal with issues. And that's what um, life is about. It's really, we got to deal with stuff, yeah. you know, instead of trying to get around things, face it. Sounds good, bro. Let's end on that. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, yes, brother. Yes, sir.